Welcome to this powerful conference with our pastor, Pastor Pascal Ngwe. Let this message empower and equip you. Be blessed. Come with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 to 4. For what I receive, I pass on to you as of first importance. This is of what? Of first importance. First importance. I don't know what is of first importance in your life, but Paul was telling the Corinthians, this is of first importance that you must not joke with what I'm about to tell you. This is of first importance. First importance. First importance. And this is what is of first importance. That Christ died for our sins. I believe after watching the the video about they went to hell, you will see of what importance it is to not end up in such a place. And to know whatever it takes for you to not end up in such a place. And whatever can help you to not end up in such a place becomes of first importance to you. Not of last importance, of first importance. Christ died for our sins. According to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Praise the Lord. There you have the entire Easter summarized in two verses. The death of Jesus, his burial, and his resurrection. And the Bible is saying that these three things are of first importance. First importance. Never joke with them. Where is Good Friday in the verse? That Christ died for our sins. That's Good Friday. Now Christ died for our sins so that we will not die in our sins. Did you hear what I just said? Christ died for our sins so that we will not die in our sins. I want to repeat the statement for the third time. Christ died for our sins, for our sins, so that we will not die in our sins. And somebody is saying, how can you die in your sins? Jesus said it himself. John 8 verse 24. I told you that you will die in your sins. If you do not believe that I am he, you will die indeed in your sins. It is possible that when you die, you die in your sins. But the good news tonight, my brother and my sister, is that Christ died for your sins. I said Christ died for your sins so that you will not die in your sins. Help me tell the person next to you Christ died for your sins so that you will not die in your sins. You know as for dying you will die. You, we will all die including myself. But we will not all die the same way. Some people will die in their sins. And some people will die in the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm trying to secure you your place tonight. Don't die in your sins. Maybe that can be your status for the next of the rest of the week. Don't die in your sins. Christ died for your sins. Don't die in your sins. Christ died for your sins. Don't die in your sins. Christ died for your sins. Don't die in your sins. Hallelujah. This evening, with the time I've got left, very, very little time left, but I think the word has already worked. I want to talk about the cross. Remember, our theme for the conference is the, blood, the cross and the blood. So to this evening, amen, this evening, we are talking about the cross. And tomorrow evening, we are talking about the blood. Hallelujah. Please secure your seat for these two teachings. They are very important as to depend, de- uh, determining where you will end after you leave this place. Oh, very, very important. 
This is my good news for you. The cross, the cross, whenever you see a cross, who is wearing a cross tonight? My brother is wearing a cross. Can you come? Let them see your cross. Come quickly. The cross. Oh, yes. Wow. The guy, he's so crossy. Even the, 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 the earring is crossy. He is my role model here tonight. There's, there's a cross here. And then there's another cross here. Praise the Lord. Who else has a cross? Can I tell you something? One of the things that must become popular at Kalanyoni must be crosses. Yeah. I will start myself. We must have crosses. Crosses is part of your Sunday and church service gear. You come for church service. Don't only buy week. Buy crosses as well. Add crosses to your gears. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? Yeah, yeah. Have a cross with you. Wear it. I want to tell you what the cross means. The cross means many, many things. One of the major things the cross means is suffering. Jesus says, whoever wants to come after me must carry his cross. We saw the movie, if you've ever watched the movie, you know, the, the Passion of the Christ. The Lord carried the cross. It became so heavy, he couldn't carry it anymore. He needed somebody to help him carry it. It's just to show you the pain that is in carrying the cross. Last year, I don't know whether it was last year or the year before last, I preached on Via Dolorosa. That message is available online. You can go and listen to it. This year, I'm not talking about the cross as suffering. I spoke about that last year, I think so. This year, I want to give you another meaning of the cross. The cross my brother is wearing, the cross my other brother is wearing, the crosses we have in our houses, what do, what do they mean apart from the suffering? The cross means love. <laughs> Romans chapter 5 verse 8. I've got good news for you. You see, this place that we spoke about, that we watch, there's good news for you. You don't need to go to this place. There is good news. Tell your neighbor, there's good news for you. I know you are stressed. I know you are already depressed. But pastor has good news for you from God. Hallelujah. The cross means what? The cross means what? Love. The cross means Love. Everywhere you see a cross, it's love. What love? The love of God to man. Everywhere. You know, there's such a beautiful cross in our, in our city here, Rustenburg. We're driving back to Rustenburg on Sunday night around 2 a.m. After, you know, we had a conference in Randburg. And we're entering Rustenburg around 2 a.m. in the morning. My God. From far, all you see is the cross. And I said, my God, ABC must go to Rastenberg. Because, I mean, that's, those are my things. Cross. Yeah. Yeah. It means a lot to me. Now, listen. Romans 5 verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love towards us. In that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrates. God demonstrates. Demonstrates. His own love. For us. And how did he do it? While we were still sinners, Christ died for us few things I want you to catch. Number one, if God had to demonstrate his love, you know, you only demonstrate what is not easily, you know, uh, what is not obvious. You know, in school, when we used to do meds, they would say, demonstrate this. Do you understand? So they've already given you something 
but they are asking you to demonstrate. So you have to break it down so that it can become obvious for people to say, okay, this is what it means. The fact that God has to demonstrate his love is a clear proof we don't believe he loves us. You don't need to demonstrate what is obvious. It's only when people don't believe or people don't know or people are not sure that there is a need for demonstration. There is no need for demonstration when there is revelation. But when there is no revelation, people need the demonstration. Like you have to prove to them, other versions of God proves his love. Why is God having to prove his love? Because human beings don't believe in his love. A lot of us don't believe. I will not be surprised that as you are sitting here this evening, you believe God is great. You believe God is powerful. You believe God is this. But do you believe God loves you? One of your greatest fight will be to believe that God loves you. And the reason why you struggle to believe that God loves you is because you know you are a sinner. And that's why he says, while you were still a sinner, not when you became a good person, not when you now had everything going well, while you were still a sinner, I proved my love. While you were still a sinner. Can I tell you something? Most of us give our love based on how good a person is. Oh yes. That's how we are. And the moment the person starts showing signs that he is not flowing with holding our love. Isn't that how we are? That's how we are. So it is very abnormal that somebody is not having the right character. I mean, he's not having the right requirements. And still you are loving the person. It's very rare. Very, very rare. Even fathers with children, you tend to love the child that does what you say. You, you tend to, to flow more with the one that flows with you. And the one that usually is, every family has a rebellious child. Every family has a funny uncle that never follows any rules. He's always, everybody prays. He doesn't come when you are having a function because he will embarrass everybody. And how many of you will agree with me that that uncle, you don't love him much? It's not your favorite uncle that the one you can't wait to go on holidays in his house. I mean, you are even avoiding being associated with him. Like sometimes you see him on the road, you, you start doing like you are going that way. Meanwhile, you are going straight like this. But, but even, and sometimes it's not him, but somebody that looks like him. That's how serious you are about dissociating yourself from a person who is not flowing. But I'm amazed. I'm amazed that God, while you were still a wicked person, while you are still a stupid person, while you are still a disobeying person, a person that doesn't follow, a person that doesn't do anything he asks you to do, and that you deserve his anger and his wrath, rather, he chooses to love you. And because he can see you don't believe he loves you, he decides to demonstrate it. He decides to prove it to you that, look, I'm not just saying it. I'm not just saying it. I actually mean it. I actually love you. I actually love you. And I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove to you. And I think God is giving us, all of us, a great lesson here tonight. You know, when, I, when God gave the revelation to me, I, the first question I asked myself, how have I proven to my, how have I demonstrated my love to my wife? How have I demonstrated my love to my son? You can't just say you love people. God has demonstrated his love. Are you listening to me? The emperor by the name of Shah Jahan in India, he built what we call the Taj Mahal. 
It's appearing on your screen. I want you to see that is the Taj Mahal. Do you know why he built this? He built this for his love towards his wife. And Mahal is the name of his wife. That, that whole thing you see there. That whole thing you see there. It is a demonstration of the love that a man had for his wife. Her tomb is inside. You can watch the documentary on YouTube. I mean, there are plenty of things about the Taj Mahal. You cannot go to India and not visit the Taj Mahal. Then you didn't go to India. You, you went to some place. But India, like India, India, real India. Taj Mahal, my friend. You must go to the Taj Mahal. The demonstration of the love. You see that guy, he said he loves you. Just, just start measuring. No, start measuring. People that are saying, I love you. I, I need you. I cannot live without you. Please, take the picture, stand to them and say, this is what a man did for his wife. Taj Mahal. Demonstration of the love of a husband to his wife. Look at this building. And the whole thing is the love a man had for a woman. The same thing you are saying you are having for somebody. The, the same, look, the same love you are saying, I, I love you. That's, that's the Taj Mahal. Then, how many of you have ever have heard of King Nebuchadnezzar in the Bible? Now we know about him with all the things Daniel and all of that. But King Nebuchadnezzar built what we call the Hanging Gardens. It is known all over the world in Babylon. He built the Hanging Gardens for his wife. Look at the Hanging Gardens. I'm sorry. The, is that the only picture you have? I didn't know that's the one I sent you. I have other ones. Very beautiful. I'm showing you how people demonstrate their love. I think when I was saying that, how, how did I demonstrate my love to my wife? The Holy Ghost told me how I did. He said, you demonstrated your love to your wife by paying Lobola and by taking her down the aisle. And by saying, do you do, I do, do, does she do? That was the demonstration of my love for my wife. And you, you are saying, you're saying no, it, it is not enough demonstration. Okay, where is your lobola? I get it, I get it, you are saying that what I did is not, I mean, compared to Taj Mahal. Look, everybody demonstrate at their level. Shah Jahan demonstrated with Taj Mahal. King Nebuchadnezzar demonstrated with the Hanging Gardens. I demonstrated with Lobolarism. I did some Lobolarism and I demonstrated my love. You cannot say you love a person and you don't demonstrate it. You don't demonstrate it. You love them in your heart. You know what one thing? You don't love them. You love something about them. You don't love them. Because when you love a person, you will do the right thing. And the right thing is usually the hard thing. And that's the right thing to do. When you love a person, you will wait for the right time. And you see, you can't wait for the right time. So you don't love them. You love something about them. This is not a marriage seminar. I'm here to try to do Easter. I'm trying to do some Easter. Now, when God, take your seat, we are ending. When God decided to demonstrate his love to you. I showed you Taj Mahal. I showed you the hanging gardens. That's men demonstrating his love to a woman. What does God do 
when he wants to demonstrate his love for man, he does this. This is how God demonstrated his love for you. This is it. God didn't think Taj Mahal is enough to show you. God didn't think the hanging gardens are enough to show you. He did this to his only son for you. John 3.16 that we just read now, look at it. For God the picture back. You must really, really so laugh to do this. To people who are sinners. We're not talking about people that are great. We're not we're talking about very bad people. Very wicked people. Disobedient people. Rebellious people. I mean, if you are doing this for certain people that, I mean, let imagine the person is great. And even then still, up to this level, how much more for people that don't even care? They are writing books to say you don't even exist. To come to your house is as if you, you have to pay them. Concerns you, they dissociate from me. Like they feel ashamed. They are ashamed of you. That they don't, they don't want to associate with you at all. They don't like you. They will never choose you. Like if they have to decide between you and somebody, you place yourself. You place Barabbas, the worst criminal, the worst criminal in the whole city. I mean, to show you how much they hate you, they chose a criminal over you. And we've never stopped. We choose our work over God. We choose a stupid boyfriend over God. We choose some strange girls over God. We choose money over God. We've never stopped since the days of Barabbas. We've never stopped choosing other things over him. We've never stopped. We choose our cell phone over him. But I want you to see. I think that's why he needed to have a... Because he didn't believe... He, he can see that we don't believe... We don't believe he loves us. We don't believe it. So he needed to do something like this. Something extravagant beyond the, I mean like you can't even believe that somebody will do this to his son for people who will deny him. For people who will live their lives as if he doesn't exist. That somebody will do this to his child out of his love for these people. means love. 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 God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's all he had. He didn't have Jesus one, Jesus two, Jesus three. He only had Jesus. He gave him. that whosoever whosoever that's why people have come to Jesus from all corners of the world there is no restriction every other thing on earth it is restricted to certain groups I was surprised when I was told that to go to Lebon you have to be a, 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 a Bafokin something something you have to have certain privileges to take your child to Lebon school if you, if you are not a, a, a Mofo King or a Bafo King or something, you will pay serious money. Everywhere else, 
there are restrictions. But God made an open invitation. Whosoever, no matter where you are coming from, no matter your background, no matter who loved you and who didn't love you, no matter who did what and what to you, no matter you are short, you are tall, you are dark, you are pink, you are yellow, you are red, you are short, you are whatever, whosoever. Man, I don't know a lot of things that have such an open invitation. Everywhere else, they give you the list of requirements. You must be above 30. You must be below 30. You must be this height. You must be like this. You must have metric. You must, they give you a lot of things. And as they give these things, many people are cut off based on those things. Imagine if God had, had God had done, put the picture. If God had done this, and after doing this, he says, okay, if you want to come, number one, you have to be this. Number two, you have to be this. Number three, who will, who, who will go there? He said, whosoever. Whosoever. The only one condition, believe. A simple condition. I'm not asking you for a degree. I'm not asking you for metric. I'm not asking you for this. I'm just asking for one thing. Dumela Fela. And you are and you are asking, you are asking, believe what? Believe what? Believe that I love you. Believe that I know you think you are so wicked and so evil that nobody can love you. But believe that I God, I love you. And that believe number two. That I don't want you to perish. Believe it. Believe that I love you so much, I don't want you to perish in hell. That's why I started with the movie to show you what this God is trying to get you away from. And what it has cost him to get you away from that thing. What it has cost him. Look at what is happening in the place then begin to understand that not ending up in that place is not a small thing. It's not a small thing. It's going to have to cause somebody to pay a very high price. Let me tell you something. All these years, ESCOM never complained to us that they are having problems. Did they complain to us any year? Oh, we're just flowing, using electricity. Doing, and we never thought there's a problem until the load shedding started. Then, they start speaking. Then you realize that to keep this country littered, it costs a lot. Even though nobody is speaking to you, it costs a lot. It's only when things change, then you start seeing the cost. Then you realize, hey, this is how much people have been paying for us to have electricity. This is what it takes for the country to have electricity. I didn't know it cost so many billions. It took the tragedy of ESCOM for you to realize that ESCOM needs billions to run. You are never going to know. You don't care. Same thing with your soul. You will never know the cost of your soul until, I pray for you, this doesn't, until a person end up in hell then you realize for me to end up here it means somebody didn't pay for, for me to end up here but somebody paid there's the price there's the price this is the price this is the price somebody paid the Bible says Christ died for our sins. He paid. He paid. He paid. He paid. Christ paid for your sins. He paid. Christ died for. Bring it up. Christ died for our sins. I mean, the reason why he died, our sins were the reasons why he died. So he paid for our sins in dying. So his death 
was the payment for our sins. His death. Christ, no sir, First Corinthians. Christ died for our sins. Christ died for your sins and my sins. Are we listening tonight, people of God? This is why he died. Nothing else. And I'm ending by taking you through his death because today is Good Friday. We need to remember what he did. We need to read it. I'm not going to preach. I just want to read it for you. Then I'm going to make an altar call. And I want you to come to Jesus and give your heart to him tonight. Let's read it quickly from the book of Matthew 27. We are at the end basically. 27 from verse 10. I want to recall to you, Good Friday, what Jesus did for you and me. So that tomorrow, you don't end up in hell by his grace. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon. And the four seemed to carry the cross. The cross means what? The first Simon to carry the cross. It is believed. Okay, it's not believed. It is the truth. Simon of Cyrene was a black man. Cyrene was a black community. Do you understand? So Simon of Cyrene, that, that indication is that the man was a black man. Just, so, just to give you a bit of history. Oh, you understand. Yeah. And many people have believed that that's why Satan hates black people in particular in a certain way. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I believe people, a lot of people say the reason why Africa seems to be a place that is like somebody has decided this place must never rise. Everybody, everywhere else can rise, but here must never rise. One of the reasons is because people believe that because Simon of Cyrene, who was a black man, helped in the destruction of the devil because he carried the cross for Jesus till Golgotha. To help Jesus. I mean, Jesus needed help. And Simon of Cyrene, a black man, is the one that helped carry that cross. And if you look around in the world today, almost the whole of Europe has abandoned God. Almost the whole of Asia has abandoned God. The only place you find God today is in Africa. Well, let me, let me not say the only place, but the place where he is more present. Oh, you cannot go to Europe and even have a congregation like this of, I mean, like white people that have come to, oh, 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 you don't understand yourself. It's not easy. Yeah. They've turned their back on God. They used to follow him before. The greatest churches in the world today are in, in Africa. People are flogging to church. It's our time. 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 God must become popular again. But this time through Africans. We come a long way with God. A long way. When Jesus was, when God wanted to protect Jesus from Herod, he sent him to Egypt. So that Herod will not kill him. Which is Africa. And when Jesus was at his lowest. Carrying a heavy cross. The only person that helped him. Was a black man. They came to a place called Golgotha. Which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall. But after tasting it, he refused to drink it. Just a word in caution for some of us. Jesus refused to drink wine. Now, I'm reading the Bible to you. They offered him wine. He refused to drink it. Ask your neighbor, when they offer you wine, what do you do? They offered Jesus wine. 
I mean, after suffering the way he has suffered, don't you think he needed a bit of wine just to revive himself? I mean, like, hey, I mean, you have suffered so much. You've carried the cross. Now you are getting a bit of energy or to drug yourself so that you don't even feel the, feel the pain again. But he refused to drink it. He refused to drink it. Look, I see you refusing to drink some wine. Yeah. If your savior refused to drink wine, and when I every time, thank you. Look, look, look. Oh, oh, oh. We are changing in the name of Jesus. And when they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lot. Look at somebody who put him on the cross. He's suffering on the cross. You are busy deciding who is taking the shirt, who is taking the trouser. Have you ever seen one before? Do you know the type of pain that is? That you are suffering on the cross. You are not dead. You are still alive. They put you on the cross, and as they put you on the cross, they are beginning to divide your clothes. No, 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 me, I'm taking the tie. No, 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 I like that tie. I saw Pastor wearing that tie before. I like that tie. I want, I want the tie. No, me, I like the shirt. No, me. You are suffering on the cross. People are busy with your clothes. It makes the pain more. And sitting down, the cab watch over him there. Above his head was placed the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. Another amazement. This is why you are being killed. You are Jesus, the king of the Jews. That is your charge. Because back then when they crucify you, they have to put on top of your head what you did. If you are a rapist, they wrote rapist. If you are a murderer, they wrote murderer. Whatever you, whatever makes you to be on that cross, they put it above your head. So Jesus is being crucified because he's the king of the Jews. Again, unfair treatment. Unfair treatment. Two rebels were crucified with him. One on his right, one on his left. Another terrible thing. Jesus didn't just die. Jesus died with criminals. When you die with criminals, you are seen as a criminal. Anyone you go around with, people associate you with the person. Even if you say, as soon as you are with this person, they associate you with the person. So as people see Jesus on the cross, with a criminal on his right and a criminal on his left. So the guy in the middle is what? He's a criminal. He's a criminal. A criminal without a crime. He's a criminal. I'm showing you the love of God. How God proved his love to you. His son is dying as a criminal. His son is on the cross. People are dividing the clothes. His son is being offered all kinds of things. His son is crucified. The worst punishment. Why? God demonstrates his love. God demonstrates his love. This is how much I love you. Oh, Jesus didn't die a quick death. You know a quick death, boom, dead. Oh, just the beating alone took a long time. If you watch the movie, the soldiers got tired of beating him was a slow and painful death because God wanted to demonstrate enough how much he loves you. Let's go quickly. Verse 39. Those who passed hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, please let's control the kids. Save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the son of God. You are already suffering and people are now mocking you. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we'll believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him. 
Now he wants, now, now if he wants him, for he said, I am the son of God. Hmm? The words of people, the words, the words, the words, the words of the people, the words, they can even make you suffer more. Yeah. The words that people are saying, the words of the people. Please stand well, sir. The words, the words, the words of the people. Praise God. Mm. Where are we now? Hmm? 44. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. That's one of the reasons why we are wearing black tonight, today. Because the Bible says from noon, 12 o'clock until three o'clock, the whole Israel was covered with darkness. It was a dark day. It was a dark day. For those who didn't know, why, why are we wearing star black on Good Friday? This is the reason why. Because our Savior, when he was about to die, the whole place became dark. It was dark. Praise the name of Jesus. I say praise the name of Jesus. Mm. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now it gets worse. Can somebody take care of the children, please? Patrick, help me. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Now it gets worse. Even his father has abandoned him. All along, he went through all this because at least, even though I go through the veil of the shadow of death, you are with me. Everybody has left me, but you are still with me. But he reached a stage where even his father left him. Now it's confusing because it is the father who said, go and die for these people. As I'm not busy dying for the people, I don't feel your presence anymore. You've also left me. I'm trying to show you what Jesus went through so that you don't go to hell. I'm trying to show you. Praise Jesus. Oh my God. When some of those standing there heard this, they said he's calling Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge and filled it with wine, vinegar, put it on a staff and offer it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up the spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Number two, the earth shook. Number three, the rock split. Number four, the tombs broke open. And the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Even the soldiers, after they saw the four signs, they said, no, 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 this guy is not normal. So even the soldiers that were there recognized this guy that just died, this guy that just died was the son of God. Nobody told them. They felt, no, this guy that just died was the son of God. The son of God just died on that cross. That's the son of God we're beating. And the Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And the centurion attested, this guy, this guy, surely, surely he was 
normal person that just died. That's the son of God. Why did he die? For you. Your sins. And my sins. And our verse said that whoever believes in him should not perish. Should not perish. But have eternal life. Eternal life. Should not perish. Perishing means destruction. You are destroyed. When we say that the meat has perished, it's spoiled. You can't use it again. When we say the milk is, has perished, it's spoiled. When we say your soul has perished, it means your soul has gone to hell. It's over. Why am I saying that? Because when the milk has is spoiled, you cannot fix it. Are you listening to me? Once the milk is spoiled, that's over. You have to throw it away. So when you perish, we say that thing say non-perishable goods, and there are perishable goods. Perishable goods are goods that have a capacity of changing. And you can't reverse it. So when the Bible says so that you will not perish, it means you too, you are a perishable good. A human being is a perishable good. You can perish. Your soul can perish. You can reach a stage in your life where we can't reverse things. It's over. Just like the milk can spoil. And once the milk has spoiled, the only thing to do is to throw it away. And once your soul has perished, it's done. You can say, I'm sorry, like they were saying. You can beg, but it's too late. Before the milk perishes, there's usually a certain time that you are given to eat it, to use it, to do something with it. You are usually given a, a time frame to sort things out. And once you miss that time frame, you enter another time frame. And once you enter that time frame, you can't reverse the time frame. And today, you and I are given a chance to get things right with God. Doctor, we are given a chance. We are given a chance. All of us here, you are given a chance on this resident, uh, resident 2023 day. Good Friday. Your soul hasn't perished yet. Your milk is still in the fridge. You still have a few days. You still have a few opportunities to use it, to do what is right, to fix things. A time is going to come when you can't fix things. You can't fix things. Let's turn on our feet this evening, church. Right now, wherever you are, I want you to, reach, to lift your hands to God. And I want you to start thanking him for loving you this much. Please bring the picture back. For loving you this much. For loving you this much. For loving you this much. We're going to pray and say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for me so that I don't go to that place I just saw. So that I don't go there. I will be a fool to go to that place. After what you've done for me. After what I learned this morning, this evening that you've done for me. And I still leave this world and go to that place. Then something is wrong. Now we're going to pray. At the count of three, I want you to raise your voice. Don't be ashamed of God. God was not ashamed to die for you like this. Don't be ashamed of him at all. Say to him, thank you Jesus. Thank you for doing this for me. I heard a lot of things you did for me tonight. And I want to say thank you. At the count of three, I want us to pray. One, two, three. Open your mouth and begin to thank God. Come on. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I thank you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for allowing your son, your only son, to go through all of this just for me. I don't even do it for myself, but you did it for me. Come on, open your mouth and start appreciating the love of God. The love of God that surpasses all understanding this evening. How could God love me this much when I don't even think well of him? Why did you do this for me, Jesus? Everybody begin to thank God right now.
Please, I want you to hear everybody pray. This is what God did for you. Please, that the least you can do is say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I might not even fully understand, but I just want to say thank you. Thank you for doing this for me. Thank you for doing this for me. Thank you for doing this for me, Jesus. Thank you for going through all you went through. For undeserving people. People who don't deserve your love. You did all of this for us. You went through all of this for us. To give us life. To change our lives. But I thank you. But I thank you. But I thank you. But I thank you. Tonight we are grateful. Tonight we are grateful. Forgive us. Forgive us for trivializing your love. Forgive us for trivializing your sacrifice. Forgive us for joking with you. Forgive us for joking with hell. We are joking with something terrible. We are joking with something terrible. Father, forgive us and give us understanding tonight that these are not jokes. These are not jokes. These are real things. These are real things that will really happen. And we have an opportunity to change our lives. We have an opportunity to fix things tonight. What a sacrifice. What a sacrifice. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yes. May we respond appropriately. May we respond appropriately. May we stop trivializing your love. Because one day we might regret it. Because one day we might regret it. If we continue joking with things that are serious. If we continue joking with things that are serious. One day we might regret it. Oh, Jesus. Have somebody here tonight. Help somebody here tonight to make the right choice. To make the right choice. Maybe tonight can be your night when you decide I now belong to Christ. I gave my life to hell. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. What a love. What a sacrifice. What a help. From above. He came down from heaven to earth to show us the way. From the earth to the cross He paid our death. From the cross to the grave. From the grave to the sky. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. He is touching you right now. (laughs) Oh yes. He is touching you. He is touching you. The love of God is touching you. The mercy of God is reaching to you. God is having mercy on us tonight. He's saying, I'm still available. I still want to help you. I still love you. I still love you. I still love you. I still love you. I can never give up on you. I rather, I rather continue giving you a chance than letting you go to hell. Because that is the worst that can happen to a human being. I will continue giving you chances. Even if you are last day, I will keep giving you a chance. Father before we close this service right now every eye closed and every head bowed you are in this place and you want to surrender your heart to Jesus keep the same music playing you want to surrender your heart to Christ I don't have any I don't have much to tell you I've already said a lot but the decision now lies with you he says whosoever not whosoever is holy, whosoever believes in him, the cross has made a way for you and me. And tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. Jesus is calling you. 
He's saying, come, come, come. I didn't give up on you yet. My doors are still open. Come, let me help you. It is better for me to help you than for you to go to hell. It is better for me to help you. At the count of three, you are saying, Pastor, please, I need prayer. I don't want to end up in that place. I want the love that Jesus came to show for me. I want you to say yes to Jesus. I'm going to count up to three. If that is you, just raise your right hand high. And Pastor will pray with you tonight. Never be ashamed of it. That could be your salvation. One little thing you've done here can change everything tomorrow. One, two, three. Raise your right hand. God bless you. 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 You can take your hands down. Now you are already here and you are born again. But tonight you want to recommit yourself to Jesus. Say, Lord, you've loved me so much and I don't think I've been doing good at loving you back. And I'm sorry tonight for joking with your love and trivializing your grace. But tonight you are giving me an opportunity. I want to take it seriously. At the count of three, I want you to commit my heart to Jesus. I want to pray for you. One, two, three. Raise your hand up. I want you to commit my heart to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All of us that raise our hands, please, won't you come in front so I can pray with you quickly before we go? Come quickly. Come. Come. Come, 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 come. Let's put our hands together for them as they come. surrender my life to you today. Please forgive me my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me on the third day you rose again that I might be justified. Right now I believe my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm saved. I'm restored. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I am free from the power of sin to serve the living God. Thank you, Jesus, for receiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Lord Jesus, Please forgive me. I took you for granted. I took your love for granted. In my heart, you are not first. You are not even second. Please forgive me. Tonight, I repent. Precious Jesus, I am very sorry for living the way I've lived. But I thank you that tonight you gave me another chance. Thank you so much. Right now, I surrender. All that I am, all that I have, take control, rule over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Precious Jesus, I thank you for these souls. The ruler of darkness in the movie was welcoming souls to hell with so much excitement. And it makes perfect sense because there is excitement in heaven when a soul is saved. May we become soul winners. May we become serious about the souls of men, including our own souls. Thank you, Jesus. That those that didn't come tonight will find that tomorrow they are here so that we can all receive this blessing in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for each one of us. May your blessing rest upon us. May your grace rest upon us. Forgive every sin. Let your precious blood cleanse us 
from all impurity. Anyone here that hell was beginning to rejoice to say this one is coming to us. This one she's ours. She's ours. Father in the name of Jesus I pray. Let that change right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that you'll have mercy on all of us in this church. Father I do not want myself or anybody here to end up in that place. Have mercy on us. Let wisdom enter our hearts. Let grace touch us. Let mercy visit us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you thanks. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Remember to subscribe to receive our latest service notifications to share the link. You can also watch our pastor, Pastor Pascal, live on our Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ, or on our YouTube channel, Alive Bible Church SA. Remember, you are alive to give life.